Hello and welcome to the Crackhead Podcast. I am Patricia Silvis. I'm Jacob Ellison. And I'm Caden Hodges. Today we are going to tell you a story about a young cancer patient. But first we are going to get the perspective of others and how they feel about cancer. We're here with Justin McVeigh of Axel ISD. Can you give me any common myths or misconceptions about cancer? Uh, most people think that there isn't a cure for cancer, but there definitely is. The experiments are probably just having it. Today we are here with Aaron Schaefer, a student at Axel ISD. Aaron, do you know any common myths or misconceptions about cancer? If so, can you tell me? Yeah, that uh, once people go through chemo, they're instantly cured. That's not true. You have to go through multiple sessions of chemo and that you won't always be cured immediately. Okay, thank you. Do you have any relatives that has had or has cancer? Yes, my grandpa, my cousins. That's about it, yeah. How old was your grandpa? Uh, 90-something. I want to say 93. How old were your cousins? My cousins are still alive from cancer, but in the late 40s and late 20s, I believe. Today we are here with Ms. Reyes. Do you take in any preventive care against cancer? Um, I think it's important that everyone takes, uh, does their yearly exam, um, just a normal yearly exam with their doctor. Um, I think the making a yearly appointment with your female doctor um, is also very important. A lot of people will wait until age 40 to have their first mammogram. Um, I believe that if you have any type of history on either side of your family, for um, being female, if you have any type of cancer on either side of the family that is female, reproductive-related, that you should have a mammogram before age 40. And insurances do cover it now, but about three or four years ago is when they started covering um, it they call it preventive care for that because at age 40, swing is most common to catch. Um, but now they've lowered the age and the insurances are covering it uh, beginning at age 30. Thank you. We are here with Ms. Ferguson, uh, Axel ISD school nurse. Can you give me any common myths or misconceptions about cancer? Yes, one that I like is do artificial sweeteners cause cancer, like sweet and low aspartame? The answer to that is no. Researchers have conducted studies on the safety of artificial sweeteners and found no evidence that they cause cancer in humans. Thank you. Do you have any relatives that have had cancer? I do. My dad, he has skin cancer. Um, do you take any preventative care against cancer? I do. I do uh, monthly self-breast exams and yearly physicals. Do you recommend any? Absolutely. Preventative care is key. Thank you. Early detection. There you go. Each and every person has their own perspective on the topic of cancer. Now we're going to share a story with you. This story is called In the End. In the town of Roswell, New Mexico, there's a family of four. Jolie, the mother, has been best friends with her husband, Chad, since grade school. They have two st children, Stella, the oldest, and Lucas, the youngest. 
They seemed like a perfect family, until one day they found out that their son Lucas, the six-year-old boy, has brain cancer. He, at first, did not understand. They tried to explain what brain cancer was in many ways to the young boy, but nothing was getting across. Eventually, he understood and became hopeless. Normally, Lucas was a joyful boy who stayed outside, enjoying every precious moment. Now he lies in the hospital bed, believing in one thought, he's going to die. After a few weeks, the hospital notified his mom, stating that they had bad news. His chemo wasn't having an effect anymore. They reluctantly told her that there was nothing else they could do, so she and the rest of the family rushed to the hospital. They refused to take Lucas off of life support. The family couldn't help but grieve. Once they decided it was time to go, everyone leaves the room so they can say goodbye one last time. A few minutes passed by before the doctor came in to pull the plug. Chad, who had been laying in his laying his head on Lucas, suddenly sat up. Did you see that? What? What was it? Stella asked, becoming impatient. Her father, staring at Lucas in disbelief, said he moved. Seconds after her father's birth, Lucas jolted awake and sat up. Oh my goodness, you're alive, Jolie said, as if she was if she saw a miracle right before her eyes. Stella looked at the doctor, who had whispered under his breath that he couldn't believe his eyes, and then stared back at her brother, who was held in an embrace by their mother and father. A few hours passed, and Lucas had this crazy, erotic story about how he went to the afterlife. He explained that the world was full of color, with the fields of beautiful flowers that surrounded him, and how he had got to talk to the man upstairs. He said that God had told him that once he woke up, he'd be healed of his cancer. Jolie and Chad chuckled nervously, saying, No, silly, you were just dreaming that. Lucas insisted that it was real. He was very stern when it came to that conclusion. Jolie and Chad decided to tell their son that they believed him. They were just happy to have their son back. The doctor, along with Stella, walked in and asked Lucas how he felt. As the doctor took his blood... Lucas frantically tried to explain to Stella what he saw. Stella, with a concerned look on her face, glanced at her parents. Of course, she also agreed with him to make him feel better. As time passed, the blood test came back negative. The cancer that he had once had was no longer there. The doctor immediately called Jolie and Chad to share the good news. But of course, they insisted that the doctor took more tests, believing it could be, have been a mistake. After a few more tests, they realized that it wasn't a mistake, but a true miracle. Lucas had been healed. This convinced them to believe the story he had even told them when he woke up. In the end, Lucas became a very brave kid. He lived his life to the fullest and had no regrets. Lucas eventually died at the age of 72. He left a family of his own children who raised grandchildren who lived just as full as he did. They went on to tell his amazing story. Some of them they shared it with took the story to heart, and they chose to believe, but some did the exact opposite. The afterlife is something that no one can really explain or prove. You just have to, you have the authority to believe it or disbelieve. You are the only one that can really determine your fate. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed.